spine and sprocket. The book to read is not the one that thinks for you, but the one which makes you think. A classic is a book that is never finished saying what it has to say. No two persons ever read the same book. That is part of the beauty of all literature. You discover that your longings are universal longings, that you're not lonely and isolated from anyone. You belong. Everyone my age remembers where they were and what they were doing when they first heard about the contest. I was sitting in my hideout watching cartoons when the news bulletin broke in on my video feed, announcing that James Halliday had died during the night. I'd heard of Halliday, of course. Someone had. He was the video game designer responsible for creating The Oasis, a massively multiplayer online game that had gradually evolved into the globally networked virtual reality most of humanity now used on a daily basis. The unprecedented success of The Oasis had made Halliday one of the wealthiest people in the world. At first, I couldn't understand why the media was making such a big deal of the billionaire's death. After all, the people of planet Earth had other concerns. The ongoing energy crisis, catastrophic climate change, widespread famine, poverty, and disease, half a dozen wars, you know, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Normally the news feeds didn't interrupt everyone's interactive sitcoms and soap operas unless something really major had happened, like the outbreak of some new killer virus or another major city vanishing in a mushroom cloud. Big stuff like that. As famous as he was, Halliday's death should have warranted only a brief segment on the evening news, so the unwashed masses could shake their heads in envy when the newscasters announced the obscenely large amount of money that would be doled out to the rich man's heirs. But that was the rub. James Halliday had no heirs. He had died a 67-year-old bachelor, with no living relatives and, by most accounts, without a single friend. He'd spent the last 15 years of his life in self-imposed isolation, during which time, if the rumors were to be believed, he'd gone completely insane. So the real jaw-dropping news that January morning, the news that had everyone from Toronto to Tokyo crapping in their cornflakes, concerned the contents of Halliday's last will and testament, and the fate of his vast fortune. Halliday had prepared a short video message, along with instructions that it be released to the world media at the time of his death. He'd also arranged to have a copy of the video emailed to every single Oasis user that same morning. I still remember hearing the familiar electronic chime when it arrived in my inbox, just a few seconds after I saw that first news bulletin. His video message was actually a meticulously constructed short film titled Anorak's Invitation. A famous eccentric, Halliday had harbored a lifelong obsession with the 1980s, the decade during which he'd been a teenager, and Anorak's invitation was crammed with obscure 80s pop culture references, nearly all of which were lost on me the first time I viewed it. The entire video was just over five minutes in length. 
and in the days and weeks that followed, it would become the most scrutinized piece of film in history, surpassing even the Zapruder film in the amount of painstaking frame-by-frame -frame analysis devoted to it. My entire generation would come to know every second of Halliday's message by heart. Welcome back, everybody, and what we just heard was the first page and a half of Ready Player One dun, 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 dun. by Ernest Klein. <laughs> was that an 80s tune you just... Uh... Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, of okay. course. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. That was fanfare from... <laughs> those were notes that were also used in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Okay. They used those same notes. Not in that sequence or tempo. But they did use those. Or, I don't think or that was key. in the. Was that in the book or the movie? I Peggy Sue got married. Was it? No, no, no. I don't think so. Good movie though. Peggy Sue. Should I don't talk Peggy about Sue got married. I don't know if I no, no, we, we shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm Jeff. I'm Mike. This is Spine and Sprocket, the greatest pod, the second greatest podcast on the web. Correct. After the two half squads. <laughs> and it would be the greatest podcast on the web if more people contributed. To the produ produ to production, to our production or donating or listening. Yeah. Or hiring us to do professional reviewing, like and send us to Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> so you said there's Doing. a lot of ways to improve this this podcast. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Infinite. No Infinite ways. <laughs> so this was this pick was Mike's pick. This time, yeah, and it's yeah. so again, it's trying to be uh, timely, so we're recording it yeah. within weeks of yeah. Opening. That's time instead of for months, no, so just from, a couple weeks, maybe we can have right? yeah. yeah, instead of Agatha Christie being uh, half a year later. Yeah, I'd say that we're tell the listeners that we're recording on a Thursday night, and we all know the Oasis is closed on Thursdays, so that's right. So we are uh, have nothing else to do. Oh, that's right, except I talk about it. the Oasis. Well, according to the movie, <laughs> according to the movie, it's closed. It's on closed Thursday. on Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yes. the book did not make any mention no. of that. No. So no. maybe that's Spielberg's own influence coming but, into but it. But the theme was certainly there. I'm going to be playing uh, the curmudgeon on this show. Okay, yes, okay, you can do that well. I do that really well. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have the story of a boy named Jed. <laughs> no, he was Wade. <laughs> Could Wade. barely keep his Wade. family fed. <laughs> Wade, yeah. Wade, who had a online alias known as Parzal, because I was having Parzal. recall problems. Yeah. He, he um, <laughs> lives in a world where they live in these kind of cool stacked up uh, the stacks. These kind of cool. You like those? Yeah, like the stacked, <laughs> the stacked up, up motor homes, mobile homes. I thought that was mobile homes. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of neat, but maybe silly, huh? It looked like there's a lot of space around them to go spread out wide. Yeah, I didn't. Tall. I, what it's happened a, to all the the normal buildings? Yeah, it's not clear town. really what happened. Yeah, yeah. Whether it was a nuclear thing or just uh, the, in the movie, they mentioned the lack of high fructose corn syrup, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> what did they? No, yeah, I, at the very beginning, the crops yeah. were dying. Yeah, yeah. They, they talked about ethanol, the corn, the high fructose, yeah, corn shortage being, or something. Yeah, and corn in general, the corn blight. I think was mentioned. Okay, I don't think they mentioned that in the book. No, no, but definitely in both the worlds, been running down right global warming, all the pollution, that kind of thing. So your typical dystopian popular yeah. theme mm -hmm. in this day and age. 
this being the year of our Lord, 2018. <laughs> Except for Mike. Mike is a Muslim. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what year that is. And no, so I don't know what year that the is. The Muhammad either. years. So then what's the first bit of action? Yeah. They're what? on the computers, of course. Oh, he introduces yeah. the, the game. Right. Yeah, the game. Okay. So this guy, a famous uh, programmer, Halliday, Halliday uh, mm-hmm. has programmed this oasis, which is the big world people can live in when they don't like reality. And then uh, he dies and he does this film. And that was the intro you heard read about this contest he's going to have. People can find these clues, find these keys, and win this. They win the whole thing. It's, it's like Willy Wonka. You win the whole chocolate right. factory. Yeah. So this guy programmed this, the most popular program, really it's like an online video game, ever. It's worth like $500 billion. Mm-hmm. And he's giving it away to one person who wins it. The finds, most, who the, finds his Easter egg. Yeah. The, most, the biggest, most powerful company is going to be in the hands of whoever solves this puzzle. Sounds kind of like our presidency. Yeah. <laughs> Um, three hidden keys. Wait, three rings to bind them? No, wrong book. No, no, yeah, wrong yes, book. The yeah. other. Three hidden no. keys open three secret gates, wherein mm-hmm. the errant will be tested for worthy traits, and those with the skill to survive these straits will reach the end, where the prize awaits. Yeah. And I already knew immediately where that key was. Did you? Just yes. right there? Yeah. You figured it well, out. Everybody you knows that. Yeah. It's clearly a reference to a bunch of 80s stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Wow, I didn't get that. No, I didn't either. Okay. <laughs> there were times, though, where I thought I was figuring stuff out ahead of time. Did you really think and, so? Yeah, but there, then was, you were there were a few, and then I was wrong. Yeah. Mm. No, I yeah. was struggling with all of it. Like, I kept wanting to text you guys and say, oh, he mentioned, uh, let's see, what was the movie he mentioned? A bad movie with, um, the music was done by the Alan Parsons Project, uh, Lady Hawk. He mentioned it twice. Oh, yeah. He mentioned it was one of Halliday's favorite in the, in uh, the book crummy movies yeah, yeah book, i right? never saw that no and i, I, I thought, never saw that and i was yeah. going to text you guys because i know mike had already read because you read the book yeah last september ago, right? yeah because your kids read it right yes mm-hmm. though they're not they're, they're not, not kids little, anymore they're not yeah. little tiny kids they're up they're huge yes but they grew up with video games that's for sure <laughs> yeah only i think they were started in the 90s early 90s but yeah anyway yeah so you read it already. So I was going to text you and say, I bet it has something to do with Lady Hawk. I figured it out. Give me my money now. And then it, then it wasn't. And then it so, didn't. No. I was disappointed. Well, I was having a conversation with my son that I read the book before. He, he knew I hadn't finished it yet. And I, and I just on a different subject. We were talking about the book. And then all of a sudden I started talking about Blade Runner for some reason. And he got real quiet. Is that because you're he old and it. your mind wanders? Yeah, it could be. It could be that, yeah. <laughs> so he got real quiet, and, and then later on, a few weeks later, after I finished the book, he said, boy, I didn't want to say anything about Blade Runner, but it's a, it's a huge part of the the book. Oh. You know, one of the yeah. key, it's one of the, it's not one of the flick sinks, but it's, it is a movie that's played out. <clears throat> He's got a place, does he play some part in Blade Runner? In no, the book? no. But the Blade Runner thing is going on to get the second key or the third key or one of them. Yeah, I actually can't remember now, and I just finished the book like two days ago. Yeah, there was a reference there. To okay, Blade. the Flick Sync is the like the War Games or the Monty Python where yeah. you actually he actually takes you actually over play the or take take yeah. a role. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you which 
if you could be in a flick sync, which character would you? Oh man, um, this is where he had to recite all the words yeah. to the film. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, would you like to be Harry Callahan with a big gun and? I think make my day. Maybe would Captain you? Kirk. When Captain he was, Kirk. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple of episodes where he's. Uh, some of the ladies are pretty nice. <laughs> don't you? Don't you have to know all the words to it? Do you, you have to know all the words. Yeah, like what film do you have mostly memorized in your head? Oh, oh wow. Let's see. That's a good question. Maybe Zulu. Really? Okay. Not mine. No, no, no. Mine would be Monty Python. We had the record album. Yeah, and the Holy Grail for the Holy Grail. And my yeah. friend Gary and I would just listen to over and over to this record album and recite it together. Yeah. Speaking of that, there, you know, I was looking online today about flick sync and stuff. I don't. I didn't know that's mind. a term for it. Yeah. See, I'm not sure. It's on the uh, Wikipedia for Ready Player One, but I'm not sure I saw it in the book. Definitely wasn't in the movie. The term. Right. Yeah. But I'm not sure I saw it in the book. But I mean, you understand what they mean. You're you're jumping in. You're playing a character. But actually, there's a there's an app you can download if your if your phone worked. <laughs> I'm having phone problems. Dave has a non-working phone, which is almost like not having a phone, but it's still impressive to carry. <laughs> it still works over half the time. Oh, okay. You can download this app that essentially is like a flick sync of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. You choose a character, and, and then, then it takes and then it, out the vocals for that takes, person, right? And you have to say them. Oh, and wow. it has voice recognition, so it'll it'll test you know your memory. Yeah. How'd let you us know, yeah, King. let us know how yeah. you do, yeah. The Lady of the Lake came forth with Excalibur. <laughs> Her- we're living in an autonomous <laughs> academy. <laughs> well, with the ruling classes, take it upon themselves. But, anyway. It's true, uh, and I'm glad you had the Monty Python album, because I don't know many people that had that, which was had a lot of extra stuff on it that was very funny. Yes. Yeah, loved that album. And then here I see on page 9... Oh, we're already on page then on the, <laughs> on the evening of February 11, 2045, an avatar's name appeared on top of the scoreboard for the whole world to see. After five long years, the copper key had finally been found by an 18-year-old kid living in a trailer park on the outskirts of Oklahoma City. That kid was me. Yeah. And off Oklahoma City. I was trying to remember where he lived. Yeah. So he didn't live in Boston or Cleveland or Columbus. Columbus, right? Which not is in, where, not in the book. Where IOI was. Yeah, in the movie he lived there. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, as the book picks up, he's the contest is already going on and he is well into into it. He's been spending years on it, all of his spare time, along with many other people because they're searching for this thing that's worth 500 billion. 500 billion dollars, yeah. yeah. The Gunters. The Gunters, yeah. So there are the, the Gunters, egg, egg the Gunters, hunt, the egg egg hunters, hunters, right. Gunters for yeah. short. Right, and there's then the um, clans and the Sixers. Right, Sixers all work for IOI, which is an Intelligent Operational Initiatives or something. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's a uh, comp- it's a tech company that right. hires millions of people. Well, lots of people to lots sit around and work all day on finding the egg. Right. Right. So that's why no one likes them. And then when they get a hold of the whole Oasis, they'll make it a profit machine. Right, yeah. right. Kind of like getting rid of public schools. Like that. Like that internet. profit, everything. Like the internet thing that Trump, who we like, uh, uh-huh. passed. Yes, uh, we oh, yeah, the end of net neutrality. Net, net neutrality. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> States are all moving to start their own. They're like, okay, we'll just take the Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that's what IOI would do. But Parsifal is, uh, and he's working alone. You know, he's just a kid working alone. Working he doesn't want to be part of a thing. clan. He doesn't want to be. And there are other solo players out there who he has been friends with and, and befriends that we meet along the way. There's Artemis. And when you first read this, Mike, um, were you? he's got this friend H. H, yeah. As you were reading it, were you pronouncing it H? He did say it's pronounced like the letter H. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay. he, he must so, have yeah. missed that part. Yeah. I skipped every other page. Is so that what did, oh. so it what goes did, quicker. So what did you call <laughs> his name? Well, I knew it was H also because it's actually a, a lot. Along with reading the book, I was also I also listened to the audio book. Okay, which was read by. You got to you got to get the full effect of this. It was read by Will Wheaton. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, I heard that. I heard Will much. Wheaton. Oh, wisp. Yeah. Uh, and he did a pretty good job with it, too. He did an especially good job with the Monty Python, the accents of... Oh, really? Yeah, he did. Oh, that'd be interesting he really to hear good. that. Yeah. yeah. Some of the other parts, not that good. But, but overall, he did a nice job. Uh, so there's this other person, Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and he only knows these people... In the oasis, in the oasis, not yeah. in the real world, in, the in, the in the real world. virtual world, yeah. right. right? And what do you think about? I mean, what were you thinking about that as we went along? Because he goes to school in the oasis, which yeah. seems like kind of a cool idea because yeah. you don't have to have physical buildings to maintain, mm-hmm. and you don't, you won't stuff. get shot, you won't get shot, yeah. And um, you know, it seems kind of a cool idea, but he does. He spends a lot of time in the Oasis, but at, in the early parts of this, what were you thinking, Dave? Did you have thoughts about that? Like, this is, I hope it never comes to this, or um, this, this, what a horrible way to spend your childhood? Well, there's the whole issue of living in a virtual world. It's the theme of the book. Yeah. And so that would also apply probably to the schools. But I think with these schools, you... I always thought it would be cool to be able to transport kids into virtual reality in historical settings. Mm. And maybe dele- yeah. and delete certain kids. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, period three, yes, we're talking about you. Yes. I'll name you. Yeah. And uh, so so it's an issue. But you want some reality. You want real people. But, yeah, if you could experience history through film or virtual film reality, that would could be really good and get yeah. kids interest and more interested in history. Yeah. Um, so I've always thought that kind of thing. Uh, I could imagine you could take some of my lectures and make me 3D or whatever, put me in there. Yeah, dress virtually. you up maybe as characters and from the time that you're teaching about or something. Yeah, then I could reach more students. Of course, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be there. There'd be more entertaining people than me. The thing is, there'd be one teacher for th- probably th- uh-huh. Thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of students. Yeah, which is kind of mm-hmm. like now they're they're doing a lot more online. Yeah, classes and stuff. Yeah, and it's just not rewarding. And really, I mean, if, I think we all agree you need real people. And should we jump to it now? The evidence of de- the incidences of depression and emotional problems in school. I've have never ever seen as many students suffering from depression and other other mental yeah. health issues than ever before in my 33-year career. We talked about it at lunch, like, the day before, and it was, you know, is it a lack of religion, faith in something? Is it a, a, is it being self-oriented? It's all about me, my iPhone, my I this, my I mm-hmm. that. 
and I'm not serving other human beings or thinking about others? Is it they're not creative anymore? They don't make stuff like just mm-hmm. making the Lego Saturn Seven over there. Five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think things would be significantly different if Apple changed the name of everything to you? Like you phone, (laughs) you tunes? We. Oh, we have a we. Oh, we phones. Us. Where's your we phone? Us together. Yeah. Us united. Um, No, no, you know. I think that's just simple, simple, emblematic of it. But uh, it's serious. um, Nine kids. Yeah. Nine. Well, and uh, and never before. I think we're more aware of mental health issues. Yeah, that's but, true. But these kids, and I looked out in the hallway, and there they they were in the morning waiting for school to start. And there's one every now. There's they're not all in there yet. You'll have a hundred packed in there later. They'll be talking and all. But everyone that arrived early was just sitting spread out every thirty feet, buried in their iPhone. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. And I looked out and said to these people, "See, I, they, they should be talking probably to other human beings." Yeah, yeah. Their isolation, feelings of ice being isolated, and now on top of that, cyberbullying. Yeah, which is a su- normal bullying is a serious problem. Yeah, I got some kids who are downright cruel. I got some of the only time I ever see them smile is when they or someone else that they know is picking on someone else. Jeez, and then they bad. smile. It is bad. It is bad. Yeah, there and I feel you feel for them. What a sad life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yes, you you cannot studies definitely show the tech is not good for you at those levels. Yeah. And that early. And even the guys who worked at Apple and worked at all these places said, you know, we have designed a system, right? You're all aware of this, right? Yes. They admit they design systems that are addictive and destructive. Yeah. Hmm. They didn't mean well, to make them destructive, but that's how they are. Yeah. Yep. So, so there's the long answer to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's a very big issue. It's not really, in my opinion, not nearly addressed enough in the book. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's mentioned a little, maybe on the last page. That is a good point. And in the movie, in the last five minutes. But, but doesn't Wade find out that, you know, companionship in the real world is really better? I mean, isn't that... It happens Wait, in, you know what? It's He's in the romance phase with uh, Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till they're together for a year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be spending plenty of time back in the oasis. Finding so there is else. a place for technology yes, <laughs> after well, you're you know, married for a couple of years. You know, it's a, it, it's such an interesting thing because we can't stop the technology that, and no, wherever I know this it. is going. And we don't know where it's going. And it seems like it's not a good thing. But in, in other ways, it seems like, wow, what a great thing. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing. But you, you, you know that, you know, we... we in our in playing games or whatever, we meet people online. We talk to people that are in my genealogy research. I talk to people in Germany that, I mean, how would I ever even know these people or meet them, you know, right. yep. besides email and websites? Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess probably 14 year olds are abusing it because maybe because they just don't know, they haven't seen the other way. You know, how, yeah, how would right. how did genealogists do things 30 years ago? They had to write letters and wait for months. And, right. you know, now, boy, I just can go online, email, and send, you know, get information from... You uh, can spit into a test tube. That's right. I, I have, away I have that, done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, all you have to do. So, yeah, it's maybe you need to... Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Because maybe you need to know the other... You, ha- you need to have experienced the, 
the other way, like we all did when we were growing up. So you know what you're missing. So you know what you're missing, yeah. yeah. Or you know, you can see the really good parts of the technology. Yeah. The connecting parts. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, when I'm, I know I'm in trouble when I'm at my computer and I'm scrolling between screens, multitasking, and really not getting much done. Mm-hmm. And I kind of build into this little panicky feeling as I'm scroll, scroll, wait, scroll back, wait, where was I? Oh, I was going to put this on my home calendar. No, wait, scroll back. Oh, it's a school email. Oh, that's what I was going to put on there. Scroll back. Okay, now go down. And then I'm like, okay, stop, stop. Yeah. Close the computer. Grade the papers right in front of you. You know, and then they're online papers submitted digitally now. A lot yeah. over half my yeah. work now. Then I'm in there again. Open, open three kids' papers. Read, read. Oh, back over to my email. Oh, now over to here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that reminds me. I wanted to look for something on eBay, but while I'm at yeah. work, I'll wait till I get home. But I'll go bookmark this. Then I'll go over here. No, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. That's true. You find I find myself distracted a lot, and then the the little thing, the email comes. Oh. Drop everything. Yeah, yeah, go right in. Take a look. Take a look right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, the horse is out of the barn on that. And no, yeah, within, it is. That's within the... about five years, people will not know what a horse or a barn are. <laughs> <laughs> so, except this, di- except this, a visual. A vi- yeah, 3D. Virtually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This part of the book I particularly hated. We're all the way up to page 43. <laughs> Boy, we are home. Something. When they were having this argument with Iraq, One Rock, the oh, jerky guy. The jerky guy. And they who, were, yes. That's right. I called you a poser, poser. You're an ignorant, know nothing twink. Just because you're 14th level doesn't make you a gunter. You actually have to possess some knowledge. Word, H said. We bumped fist. Iraq alerted us. Okay, let's see who the real poser is. Check this out, girls. He said, I, 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 just, I, just, I work around this all day. Yeah. This kind of dialogue. These are the kids. These are the boys I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's, but, but I mean, the characters are teenagers, so if that's really how they talk, then that's how they talk. Yeah, but I hate. I did you talk like this when you were a teenager? Well, no. Me, Jeff. Uh, I did not. I did and not engage. We did. I never trash talked with my friends. I don't know if that wasn't a thing when I was growing I don't up. Think but it was did a you guys thing. ever do no, that? I don't, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, really a thing. We never did not that. With friends or enemies. I had. I had the bully. Yeah. I had to. You know, I ran from a lot, and then I had to stand up to him yeah. on the bus one day. Just verbally showered him down, and he got out of my way. But I got lucky. I thought he was going to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was one of my problems with the book was the dialogue, because it might be very true to life, but it was hard to read hmm. for me because it was so, so many colloquialisms, and but a lot of 80s kind of stuff, too. You know, uh-huh. look at, yeah, they all were jealous when I drove up in my sweet ride. And I, you know, I, you know, <laughs> hey, dude, you got it made in the shade. And it's just all these euphemisms that are, in 2040, we're still going to be using those euphemisms? 2045. Well, 2045. Only because Halliday used them. Oh, right. A lot of it. Yeah. I mean, they were, they knew all those things only because they were studying his life. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because they wanted to. The five hundred billion. Watching all, it's all the about films the money. and stuff. Yeah. Now you know what was missing from the book that, or from the film that, of course, I liked better in the book was Dungeons. Was there World War Two stuff? No. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. There never was a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in the, in the, in the book. book. Yeah, in the book. Never mentioned yeah. once in the film. Right. I was actually kind of surprised how little uh, '80s 
references there were in the movie. God, there were hardly I, yeah, yeah, there other were than, many at all. Other than Doritos, there were two very prominent display of Dorito <laughs> okay, bags. People and told me things. there were lots of eggs in the film. Well, yeah, that's what but I was I, reading online was uh, I, if you see the movie again and you don't, you know, you don't focus on the story, but you look for little things, then you'll see oh, a lot of things. Okay. But I don't, you know, that's. I saw a Billy Idol CD. Okay. I did. I saw that. I saw a Rush a poster. 2112. Which, okay. 12, which was mentioned in the book. Rush we, played probably, but you're right, Jeff. That, that was like missing. And D&D was just cut out entirely. Yeah. I thought that was a disservice. Would have been an opportunity to help get that game in, <laughs> in right. more people's, uh, yeah. And this Tomb of Horrors is very famous. Uh, Gijax. Oh, yeah. Gijax. I was I was going to yeah. ask you if that was I've never actual... played it. I've read about it. Yeah, it's all real stuff. It's an early, early uh, scenario. It's a killer campaign. Everyone dies. Like it's known to be just brutal, uh, full of horror. not for the faint of heart, no, right? Like well, getting the, old. The one reference that I thought was completely out of place in the movie was the disco, the Saturday Night oh, Fever. Oh, the I mean, Saturday it's like, Night Fever. What in the world? How could I thought that some in the, that geek, was in the book some too. geek growing up in the eighties playing, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons. He's going to be a disco fan, right? I, I didn't. I didn't. I, that reference oh, just was. I, to- I totally. I totally agree. That with really you. was like. Whoa! What you know? It kind of took me out of the movie for yeah. a minute. Yeah. That whole the whole dance scene, actually, the whole nightclub scene in the book, I thought I kept thinking, I hope they don't put this in the movie, and especially when he whipped out his John Travolta. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he just suddenly became uh, he whipped out his John Travolta program <laughs> so that he could dance like John Travolta, <laughs> and that they included that in the movie, I thought was really weird. I liked yeah. them flying in the air though. Pushing mm-hmm. off the floor and dancing around the center. So, this, so anyway, they go to this dance hall. Now he's he's now in love with Artemis, and so yeah, um, he doesn't know who she is in reality. She's always saying, "If you saw me and knew me, you would not love me." Of course, right? So it right. into these and issues we, of we, identity, and we had no way of knowing if she was even a girl. She could have been right a three hundred pound guy named Chuck who lived in his mother's basement. You know, as a two hundred and forty five pound guy named Dave who <laughs> lives a lot in Jeff's basement, yeah. <laughs> I, I somewhat take offense to it. Yeah, I know. I I, I agree. You know, aren't yeah. there some nice three hundred pound guys living in their yeah. mom's basement somewhere? <laughs> I... Well, and it, wouldn't it have been really nice if, when he met Artemis, she really was three hundred pounds yeah. and lived in her mother's basement? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but you know, she actually she turned out to be a, a nice looking. She had a in the book. She had a birthmark, and she kept her hidden under her hair. That was yeah. her, on her face, and that can be devastating to a young kid. Yeah, yeah. To have that, but in the in the book, it was very light colored. Mm. Um, in the movie, it was a very light colored. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as big. And she, of course, she was real pretty cute. She was very not cute. that I not that I would have thought a young girl actress was cute because I don't think that way. Too late. You already said it. We can't edit that out. <laughs> um, and and I do like the geekiness of them actually. Oh yeah, geek, geek chick, yeah. you know, gamer yeah. chick, we call them. Yeah, everyone loves a gamer chick. <laughs> Sorry, we, we can't edit that out either. You're you're just digging yourself a hole. <laughs> so over here on page 105, so yeah, they go to this dance hall, they're dancing, and then who owns that? The other guy, Halliday's friend. Yeah, Og. Og. Well, Og, Og, I don't know if, I don't, did he own the, it or he was just, dance hall? he was discoing there. He was, in the book he was there? He yes. was there, yeah. Because when he the, wasn't there in the movie. Sixers come in to attack them in, in the dance hall. Og says, not in my world, and he does this oh. battle, which I thought would have been cool in the film, but that yeah. wasn't there either. No. So there's a shootout. They run away. He escapes. Um, they're, oh, they're after him because he 
has found the key, right? By then. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's a threat to <clears throat> solving the whole thing first before IOI does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Sixers want him bad. Yeah. Well, in the movie, he got out of it with the Zemeckis cube, right? That's right. Yeah, the time travel cube. Yeah. Which so. was which was kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It does have and a reference to the Conan? Robert Zemeckis, the director of Back to the Future. Right. Yes. And he has a reference to the Conan, yeah, track movie track, which I always did love. Um, in the eighties, of course, we grew up. I grew up in the seventies, really. You're still growing up, so. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were all born in the fifties, fifties, and early nineteen sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a young puppy. Yeah. So, uh, but by the time the '80s rolled around, we were in our 20s. Yeah, I was not paying attention to a lot of this culture. I was not. E- no, not, I, w- not I wasn't that much. Either, yeah. I mean, I did a little bit. Did you do much gaming back in the '80s? Not a lot. I had a friend that had a, a PC, and he was really into gaming. So he still is. Uh, computer gaming. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I would go over there and play Asteroids, which I think in the movie, Halliday said Halliday said that was it was the perfect game. Do you remember that scene? Oh, yeah. I think it was Asteroids. Yeah. 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 So Asteroids was fun. Yeah. Uh, And then I played... Did you play those at the bar, too? Well, at the bars, I played um, Space Invaders. That was the big one. And then Pac-Man was coming on when I was kind of leaving the bar scene. Oh, okay. You know, early 80s. But yeah, I I wish they had more Space Invaders, but I guess that was maybe a 70s thing. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. I was trying to place exactly when when I was playing those games. Um, yeah, and Breakout and, and um, Missile Command was a big one that I liked. Okay, yeah, in the in the bars. In the bars, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that one. And then the 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 only console I had any contact with though was the uh, was the uh, what was it Atari? Not Atari. It was uh, Intellivision. It was called. Oh, Intellivision. The Intellivision well, came I don't out. Remember for that one. I think I can't remember who made it. Pong. I mean, Pong. you had Pong. We yeah, had, we had Pong. Pong. Yeah, we had Pong too. Pong. Yeah, yeah. I gotta admit, I got tired of Pong after <laughs> yes. about five minutes. I thought, okay, done. Done. Yeah. True. Whereas some of those games, my sister and I kept a scorebook going in the basement. We sat for hours playing. You know, I was out of college. It was summers of college days. She was uh, working at the beauty salon or going to beauty school, and we lived at home. And that little, what game console was it? We played the Space Invaders, the Pac-Man, all of that. Yeah. I, I think I saw Activision. What? Yeah, it may have been Activision. But oh, man, we, the, the, all the ones they mentioned, a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and we have the, still have the scorebook, and, and the next guy would like write their score below when they pass yeah. it up, and then you'd play it for, we played it, for, we did play it for hours. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Some of them games hold up, like Gasteroids. That one keeps you going. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like yeah. it, Chaffer. I did. I that did. one I... where all these aliens keep circling back to the top of the screen and coming down, shooting at you. Is that Gala- Gal- Gal- yeah, Gal- Galaga? Yeah, Galaga or something? Yeah. yeah. That one, man. We a long time. S- Centipede also. Yeah. Centipede, Centipede. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fast-paced, pretty yeah. bring it, and comes faster and faster and faster. And When did Nintendo know. come out? You know, Nintendo won. And Mario uh, Brothers and yeah, I think that was Duck Hunt and I think that was in the nineties. Was it mid, in the nineties? Okay. I think. Really yeah, I think that so. late? I think okay. so. Yeah, because there was but no I, reference, no mention of that at all in either right. the book or the movie, right? Yeah, no, yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. So I was one. Yeah, I wondered about that. If there were certain things that he intentionally 
Did well, I think mention. in the movie they probably had, yeah, very. The lawyers had very, and financial people had very strict rules about what they could use and not use. Yeah, probably. But so. in the book, he probably didn't have those restrictions. It was just yeah. what he liked. What he what liked. Ernest Klein liked. Yeah. Which which I found interesting because he obviously liked all those console games, mm-hmm. all of them, uh, and he liked uh, Magna Manga. Sorry, I, I always mess oh, it up. Manga and... Um, uh, anime? And anime. Yeah. Loved that stuff. Yeah. Didn't apparently read too many comic books. No, right. there wasn't no, that much. Yeah. yeah. A lot more dunge- Dungeons and Dragons than comics, that's for sure. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. found that interesting. And just other stuff that was popular and then, you know, no Kung Fu stuff from those yeah, days. Yeah, no, and, not really. So yeah. just, yeah, stuff he wasn't interested in. Yeah. So how he got the first key... In the book, do you remember? He played a game. Played uh, Joust, oh, was He had it? to defeat joust. the guy. Yeah, we had Joust. My sister trying to play Joust all the time. I never yeah. played it. I, yes, I, flying the little vulture thing. Or, yeah. And we just at each other, and then you go up and down. <laughs> it was really about it, but we played that quite a bit. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I, I, so I obviously connected those references. And then as these kids say, I interviewed at school. We'll play that at some point here. I'll they played Joust? stick it in. No, they... They said about the movie how he changed getting the first key. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that driving, was the part of the movie. Driving when I, backwards. He had, to yeah. get a, he had to get a car race in there or something, I guess. Well, he, yeah, they tried. He had to. Yeah, I was disappointed when I saw that, that the that the game was going to be different in the movie. But it, but then, you you know, he, he had to make it visually appealing to watch someone sit there and play a video game. <laughs> play, play like a, a eight-bit, four-bit and, and video then, game. And then to go through a two-and-a-half-hour you know, war games movie as as Matthew Broderick, you just can't do that in yeah, a movie. You, you know? can't. So the so the um, the race was you know at least it was visually appealing and kind of fun. It had yeah. King Kong in it. it had King it, Kong yeah. and and uh, one of the Godzilla or somebody yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So that was pretty cool. You're right though. The going just the one student said going backwards was that's all he had to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So and then they had to go through a gate or something, right? With after each key, yeah. Oh, with the key, you had to use the key to get through the gate. Use the key yeah. and you get through the gate. Yeah. No, that was just at the. Well, in the movie, that was just at the end. I think in the book, in the book you had to was, do it every time, yes. right? For every key, yeah. You'd right. get the key yeah. and then you'd go through the gate. And he meets Dato and Shoto, and they they start clearing too. And these are two uh, samurai type and, and mm-hmm. ninja guys, right? Alter egos. So they they um. He he, I like this part. He gets endorsement deals, yeah. And then he he says, uh, "Parcival approved gloves, gloves, haptic gloves, visors." Um, and he responded to them all. He had to remain his identity secret, of course. It's a condition. And he says, "And I received um, the money I was going to receive wouldn't be enough to make me rich, not by a long shot, but to a kid who'd grown up with nothing, it seemed like a fortune." I did calculations. If I lived frugally, I would have enough to move out of the stacks and rent a small efficiency apartment somewhere for a year at least. If you just got this key, don't you think he would have been making a lot more money on endorsements? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I... Of getting the first key after five uh, years of nobody getting it. Yeah. Everybody in the world yeah. trying In this it. kind of society? Yeah. yeah. That would probably be millions and billions of dollars, yeah. I thought. But. I, mm. I, yeah. I thought so, too. And then he offers for them all to join up, right? Someone H and did. yeah, yeah, and Artemis, and they decide not to. Right, yeah, they decided they were going to do it on their own. And then the guy from IOI wants to meet him. Right, the corporate guy. Mm-hmm. 
And they, you know, they, they, I like the way they broke tradition and showed the corporate guy is not the villain as the nice guy. The corporation's nice, and everyone loves the corporation. Sorry, <laughs> 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 oh, This poor corporation. No, you like, can see that. Bad, you you know, can see it coming. Corpor- yeah. Corporations are yeah. people, too. Why can't we realize that? No, they're all bad. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, the guy invites him to meet him, and he's trying to get him to join the Sixers. and Help us find this, and he gets a cut of the deal. You remember, and then he he made up a real hard bargain for the guy. Like, well, he said, in the book, I get your job, and I think he said the same thing in the movie. He said he would consider it if if they fired him. Yeah, fired Nolan or whatever. It started with an S. I can't remember. Sorrento uh, Nolan. Sorrento. Yeah, and yeah, I thought that was you know uh, again just playing the the curmudgeon here. <laughs> I was hoping for a little better dialogue there on the part of Parseval when he was dealing it back to Sorrento. Mm, okay. Yeah, I didn't really see anywhere in the book. Look, look, it was a fun book, but I would say I, I did have a little problem here and there trying to figure out who the audience was and if I was correct. the audience. That's correct. Because oh. I felt like the writing was about 16-year-old level and under. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. under. But all of the references but and all everything the references, were yeah, for so that's, 40 years and older. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's, is the audience just dumb old people? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. I think it's true. Well, I, I thought I, of the two, Jeff. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't I think should, about now, that. I'll go back and ask those boys um, if they got all these references. Do they know Joust? Do they know? Yeah, right. right. Somewhere I thought no, I marked a page that they had. They can't possibly know all those I wouldn't references. think so either. D&D even. Yeah. But I... I, I I think uh, I'm going to find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be interesting. And maybe I'll tack it onto the show. The I know I, I thought I highlighted two pages where there were like 48 80s references. It was I yeah. thought it was just saying things yeah. to say things. Right. Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then we watched Golden Girls, and then there was an yeah. episode of you know King <laughs> yeah. Kong the cartoon, yeah. and then um, and I thought you know what did he just look all this stuff up and just throw it in there? But as far as dialogue log goes, you know. Um, so the di- so you felt the dialogue was just too. Teenager, very, very teenagery, and kind of repetitive, and just okay, okay. You know, I was looking when I when I read a book. I hope that there's uh, some nuggets of really good writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just didn't feel like there was that much good writing. Yeah. Really, yeah. I, you know, I mean, it moved along. I, I will say that, and um, yeah, there's a there's a Robert Howard book sitting on the table here, and it, the writing was nothing like that. Nothing like Robert <laughs> Howard, who is a such That's a good for sure. writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess I just was taken with the story. Yes. And that's why I like, you know, that's why I kind of like the book more than the movie. The book was really about the the game and, you know, the how all these references fit into the game and I, all the detail of the game. And I, I kind of like that. I mean, I know, I know that both of them were about, okay, are you going to pick reality or, or, you know, is reality better or yeah. not? But, yeah. and in the end, reality turns out to be better, at least for, um, uh, for Wade and Samantha. Right. But I just was taken with that, the story of the game. So I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. I thought it was really kind of an extension of, you know, online gaming, the multi, you know, the um, World of Warcraft. And, right. The massive you know, multiplayer online yeah. games. And I yeah. mean, if you're one of those wizards or whatever in World of Warcraft and, and you could put on goggles and gloves and really get into it, all of those people that play World of Warcraft would do that. Yes, they would. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah. So, 
And, and they would do it every night. <laughs> and did you find yourself thinking, you know, God, I would like to get one of those old consoles and play Joust for 135,000 hours like Wade did? <laughs> but, I mean, he, uh, did know, it, he did it for a reason, though. I mean, he did it because he was motivated to understand Halliday. You know, he wasn't just playing Joust to play Joust, although they might have done that, too. But yeah. He was doing it to understand Halliday and uh, and try to figure I, it yeah, out. Yeah, I guess that's right. I guess I had lost sight of that. Okay. I thought he was playing the games just because he needed to fill in, you know, time in his day. And and part part of my question was, in this in the year twenty forty five, aren't there better ways to spend your time than playing ancient eight bit crummy. Sure. Video games. No, not um, not if it's worth five hundred billion dollars. Yeah, right. and I, if you play better than anybody else, that's what I lost yeah. sight of. I think my they sister, were doing it for my that sister reason. and I should have tried for this. Well, I think you could have. Could have. Yeah, beaten that joust yeah. guy. I read where Ernest Klein had a um, an Easter egg hidden in the book, and if you figured it out, he was going to award the winner a DeLorean, and he actually did it like five or six years ago, shortly after the book came really? out, about a year later. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Do there's you some what game. The egg was? No, <laughs> we'll have to look that up. Look at the look at the Wikipedia or the wiki uh, for uh, Ready Player One. Well, and later on, of course, Sorrento, the corporate guy, uh, ends up clearing the second gate. And his avatar is now in first place, right? Right. So maybe that's when he approached the other guys to say, "We got to get together and stop them," but they they didn't get together. The our heroes, technically, but here's some of the writing, Jeff. I think that you appreciate. Um, <laughs> The key would open the third and final gate, so now the Sixers were the only ones who possessed that clue, which meant they were now closer to finding the egg than anyone had ever been. I suddenly felt ill. I was also having a difficult time breathing. I realized I must be having some sort of a panic attack, a total and complete freakout, a massive mental meltdown, whatever you want to call it. I went a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, yeah. It's not, I, it's, it's, it's not quite convincing, or yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a it's Tell, like a sixteen year old telling writing. instead of showing yeah and if he's and he is trying to write as a sixteen year old maybe we yeah. should give him more credit right yep um I mean all the spelling was correct I noticed in the book <laughs> which was good um how about when and when people died like when his home got blew up or did that yeah. have any emotional pull on you at all well to me when the home got when the you mean the stack got blown up and yeah. the aunt died. Yeah, yeah. To me, that was like, holy, this is now serious. This isn't a game anymore. It's really serious. It's life and yes. death. Yes, but did you have any emotional feeling for anyone that was lost in the? Experience? Well, no. Yeah, you didn't get to know the aunt. You didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Th- I think that could have been even more in the movie. Powerful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both ways. I think that yeah, would have been it a lot wasn't more powerful. Right. Had you taken some time to develop some character that was destroyed in it? Yeah. Now they do say then later the uh, so Shoto's brother is killed. Yes. Also. Right in the in the book. Yeah, now, not did, in the movie. Yeah, we did get to meet him better, but I, I never found it to be emotional it's for me. It's no. like, oh, they killed off that guy. Okay. You know, that was his brother, and yet mm. Shoto never had any depth of... Oh, oh Shoto's the, brother. Okay. Well, the way it was written, there was no... You know, think of things when you're reading, and you actually go, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my God, he's going to yeah. get killed. This one's kind of like, oh, they killed my brother. They came in, they threw him off the balcony. What? Oh, no. It just didn't... Yeah. Mm. I will say there were there were uh, I definitely noticed that and so I was trying to pay attention to parts where I felt something and one thing that kind of I got a little thrill out of was when Shoto uh, activated uh, 
the Ultraman that was artifact the, that he had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Shoto or Daito? I don't remember. I can't remember now. Uh, activated Ultraman and turned into the 100-meter-tall giant robot. Okay. And started wailing on the the bad guy. Bad guy, okay. Godzilla. I thought that was... I don't know. There was something about reading that, and I thought mm. it was pretty exciting. Yeah, okay. Like in the uh, near the final battle? Um, yeah, it was about... Well, in the book, it was probably about three-quarters of the way through, because then oh, he got oh, killed. Okay. Oh, yeah, he got killed, yeah. Uh, and yeah. in the movie, it was more toward the end, because he, okay. didn't, he didn't get killed. Right. But, um, yeah, so there were, there were places. But definitely, I felt... Yeah, Dave, like you said, I, I wasn't really attached to a lot of these characters. I felt like the author thought... I need to make sure that everybody agrees that the bad guys are really bad guys, so I need to have them do bad things. Mm. Like, I'll have them blow up the stacks, that'd be good. And I'll have them kill Shoto, that'd be good. Now everybody hates them. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, just a little bit of that. But, okay. you know. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of this. I'm just trying to play the, the opposite yeah. side, the devil's advocate. But were you? did you... Um were you, you know, motivated to keep turning pages and keep reading? Was, uh, yeah, was story... definitely I was. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt that I, way, I, too. I, I yeah. definitely wanted to find out what happened. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I had no problem reading it. I can always yeah. tell if I flip ahead, you know, I'm on page 80, and right. I flip ahead and go, 280, okay. And then I did it a few times, but only to make sure I got done in time. Yeah. I thought the book flowed actually very well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I just kept reading, and I'd be like, oh, wow, I did 10, 20 pages. Oh, it's 45 minutes later. Yeah. You know? So yeah, and that part was just yeah. okay. well written yeah. at some level yeah. there, yeah. I'm sure. So yeah, I just kept hitting speed bumps. Like when he got um at this and this was actually kind of a cool little thing because uh, a cool little plot twist when Wade decided he needed to get into IOI. Yeah. To infiltrate. And the way that he did that. He and sets himself up I, to be busted with a new personality, a different identity. Right. Different right? identity, right. Then he sets himself up in debt to get right. into debtor's prison. I'm on page 1271. Yeah. Uh, the police come to the door. I thought Jeff would like this line. He says, uh, sure thing. Uh, after a brief pause, I replied on the intercom. Sure thing, guys. Just give me a minute to get my pants on. I'll be right out. I thought you'd like that. Line. Yeah, I love that line. Because <laughs> we're not wearing pants now. Yeah. We don't wear pants in the broadcast foxhole. Oh, no. Yeah. There goes the listenership. <laughs> yeah. No, they know this from the half Everybody, Everybody at home suddenly going, ew. <laughs> They're in their cars pulling over to wash yeah, their hands right. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere. Even a Stuckey's men's room. It does only gets cleaned once a month. Do they still have Stuckies? No, there's think, an 80s I reference. I think they do. Yeah. There's, that's good. That wasn't in either one of them. Yeah. So the cops come and they weld, they weld into his building or they... Yeah, now they, how about that? Did, did, a, were you getting a sense of another movie or another, uh, I will say, movie? Yes. Um, the one where uh, they can see the f- future crimes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Minority Report. Yes. Minority Report. Okay. Yeah. Great film, by the way. I was thinking of Brazil. Oh, and I love Brazil. Brazil is one of my top ten favorite films. Yeah. Do you know Brazil? No. Mike? Oh, okay. Though when they came to get him, uh, Brazil is kind of a. Uh, it was. It's done by uh, Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. From oh, okay. Monty yeah, Python. Python. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a 1984 
kind of a dystopian future Uh thing. And in one of the early, very early scenes, the police bust in and grab Tuttle. Okay. Because he's uh, done something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this kind of reminded me of that. And I thought, wow, this is pretty severe. You know, the guy's in debt. (laughs) And they're coming to his door and they're cutting through with torches. (laughs) Because yeah, he had you know, a reinforced, yeah. he had a reinforced door. Walls. Yeah, and that's like you know, don't you get a call first or a, <laughs> yeah, a letter yeah. or something? They just come to your and, door and take you away, and then they take you to debtor's prison. They yeah, take to you to work debtor's off prison. Your debt, which of course you never do, right? Because they keep taking out fees. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was you know, I, I thought it was clever, and at the same time, it exposed one of these little things, one of these other little things that bothered me. Um, but actually, you know, as from a writer's perspective, probably very handy. He's created a world here where he can pretty easily, and this is one of the nice things about science fiction, you can, you know, if somebody says, hey, I found a flaw, you know, a loophole in your plot, mm-hmm. well, I'll just write a little workaround. Yeah. So. Yeah, since you're in control of the universe. You're, you're in control of the universe. So they're taking him away to debtor's prison, just haul him off. Put him, making him an indentured slave, but they're respecting his human rights and they're not allowed to sample his DNA. <laughs> oh. And so, and that's that's why they never knew he was Wade. He was mm. actually Wade. That's why he could pass off his fake identity because they weren't right. allowed to sample his DNA. So, like, it's this horrible corporation, but they follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's laws. Yeah. Well, they don't cross the line. Yeah. They'll kill somebody, but they won't sample to the guy's DNA. And now, was that in the movie where he was no, the, prison? Samantha was in the, the girl. In the, yeah, got oh, right. captured yeah. Yeah. by IOI. Yeah. Yeah, they did that a little differently in the movie, too. Yeah, and that worked out okay for yeah. me, you know, as yeah. far as the, mm-hmm. the flow in there. Because the goal was, in the book, while he was in there... He got um, the information and the evidence that they were murderers and all that. Right. And he programmed something in to make a, a anti-magic shell disappear mm. later at the end battle. To okay. Get into right. The final gate. Right. In the book, he had a little robot, like from the, not Blade Runner, but the other one where there's three robots in outer space with Bruce Dern. Oh, is that where the robots were from? Silent running, silent running. I thought maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong. But uh, he goes up and he drops the bomb and it opens the shell. That's the deal was that these IOI would cheat. They would. There are no mm. rules against you putting up a defense around the 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 gate, so no one else could come and show up and get in there. Yeah, right. So they would do those kind of things to cheat. And then all the gunters were trying to bust through the shell. That was the big climactic scene in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. That was the right, right. So he was able to program inside IOI to destroy their own shell at a certain moment in time. Which is all. Which is another very handy, uh, very common trope in, mm. in especially on TV, uh, where the guy says, "Oh, there's all this encryption. Oh, we got to break into that. Oh, there's all this encryption. That it's going to take a while. Give me a couple minutes." Oh. <laughs> And then I know you through. see that. You see and, that, yeah. And in the book here, it says, you know, I worked my way through these fi- through the various firewalls. Hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. That's yeah. as a guy that knows some things about firewalls. I don't know. Not how so you easy. Yeah. Run your way down through various levels of firewalls. Unless but, you're uh, trained by Russian. Um, oh, that's true. Programmers, yeah. Yes, and yeah. financed by President Trump. Oh wait, <laughs> did I say oh, that? No. <laughs> no <I'm, laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to say that. I meant to tweet that. 
That's right. That's right. And then this one scene, page 315, where they're with Og, and now they're all ready to make their final moves. And they're talking to Og, and he's saying things like, um, I want to offer the four of you sanctuary at my home here in Oregon. Og said, from here you'll be able to execute your plan and complete your quest in safety without having to worry about the Sixer agents tracking you and kicking in your door. I can provide each of you with a state-of-the-art immersion rig, a fiber-optic connection to the Oasis, and anything else you might need. Another stunned silence. Thank you, sir. I finally blurted out. It's the least I can do. Well, that's incredibly kind offer, Mr. Morrow, Shoto said, but I live in Japan. I know, said Og. I've already chartered a private jet for you. It's waiting at Osaka Airport. If yeah. you send your current location, I'll arrange for a limo to pick yep. you up and take you to the runway. Shoto was speechless. Don't mention it, kid. He turned to Artemis. Young lady, I understand you are yep. looking for a heart. <laughs> a heart, yes. Or a brain. Yeah. But a, a, a heart well, I just want to go home. <laughs> That's what it's like. You know, there's a word for this. There's <laughs> Thank a, you, Og. Thank you. There's a Spanish word for the way this worked out. It's muy conveniente. <laughs> it is so muy conveniente that Og Morrow shows up and he has the ul- does these ultimate protections. Wonderful things for these kids. <clears throat> so you like the movie better where they kind of did it on their own? Uh, yeah, actually, okay. yes, in that okay. respect, I yeah. did. I mean,. You know, I thought again. I think I thought the book was okay. I just thought that part was a little too. And mm. then I thought it was going to go somewhere because Og was like God. Mm-hmm. He had God status within he, the he, Oasis, he, he, right? Even though he didn't have the details of the game, right? He, he had he had God status. He yeah. could go wherever he wanted. He could he could walk through that barrier that uh, mm. IOI had set up around the castle. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. He said, I want to make sure everybody plays the game right, and I'll give you this protection. And I thought, oh, man, this is really convenient. But anyway, it worked out. It worked out. And here's a part where um, he's talking about this relationship. And think about this uh, philosophically. Um, as we continue to talk, going through the motions of getting to know each other, I realized that we already did know each other. He's talking about him and Artemis. I, I'm assuming when they were met in person. Yeah. Um, we did know each other as well as any two people could. We'd known each other for years in the most intimate way possible. We connected on a purely mental level. I understood her, trusted her, loved her as a dear friend. None of that had changed or could be changed by anything as inconsequential as her gender or skin color or sexual orientation. It's a modern book. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but is that true? Do you, by talking on the phone... Mm. really know each other when you're in an alternate identity in a virtual world? I don't think so. No, no. There are a lot of guys, when I was in prison, (laughs) there were uh, a lot of guys that I never met face-to-face. We would just talk by tapping on pipes with Morse code. And I felt I knew them so well. (laughs) We really became close. And I thought, I don't know if this guy is a 200-pound black guy or a 250-pound black guy. <laughs> but the point you is... You have to cut that out. <laughs> but the, 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 and the point about the virtual world is people are not being themselves, partly, right? Right. And yeah, not just, that's true. Not just yeah, physically, that's, even, it, even mentally. Yeah, absolutely true. They're playing true. games out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> I found the part where he met her... Or no, he saw the photo of her, and he said she was five foot seven inches tall, and she weighed one hundred and sixty eight pounds. And I thought, mm-hmm. go, go, go. <laughs> mm-hmm. just 
got to be honest. <laughs> this could be, you know, this could be our last show. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I had some. Uh, Anyway, anyway, the big climactic battle at the end that, worked well <laughs> in the book. It worked well in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought um, so. What else was changed about the keys? Did the, was any of them the same? Not really. No. Well, the end was sort of the same. The sort last of the challenge. Same. Yeah. Right. But uh, the first two were yeah totally different. Yeah. Yeah, the game and then the the war games, uh, flick sync, and then the second one was. Oh, and then they had the one with. Was it the third key where you, he got it by uh, collecting all the trophies and then blowing the whistle from the Captain Crunch thing? Oh, right, right, right. Right, yes. So that was all different. That was all different, oh, yeah. Was different. Yeah. I enjoyed the Captain Crunch references, though. I will, yeah. I will say <laughs> yeah. that. It did make me crave a bowl of the Captain. And then some of the moral stuff, of course, that Halliday is saying from the book. Uh, I created the Oasis because I never felt at home in the real world. I didn't know how to connect with people. I was afraid all my life right up till I knew it was ending. And I realized as painful as reality was that it's the only place where you can find true happiness. And a good meal. <laughs> and a good meal, yeah. Because yeah, I like re- that. reality is real. Do you understand? Yes, I said <laughs> I think I do. Good, he said, giving me a wink. Don't make the same mistake I did. Don't hide in here forever. And that's why it's closed on Tuesday and Thursday. And yeah, there, and there you go. Mm-hmm. From the book, from the movie, not the book. Right. <clears throat> did you get the feeling? Did Halliday seem right to you in the movie? Not at all what I was expecting. I liked it. I liked the yeah. character uh, in the movie, but not at all what I was expecting. No, not what I expected either. Yeah, he I was just, a little bit like Doc yeah. Brown from uh, Back to the Future, right? Kind of, right? Ish. But yeah, what did you think? But less connected. You know, I, I just didn't. I don't know. Didn't was, think he was that out of it, you know, in the book. Like, yeah, that disconnected, that right. nerdy, that, you know, how can you, um, I don't know, you can't create all that if you're that withdrawn. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. So. I, can, I And maybe it's just because, um, just as I was reading along, I kept kind of picturing more like a Steve Jobs mm-hmm. and a uh, Steve Wozniak pairing, you know, for yeah. those two guys. Right. Uh, so it threw me. And they're bit, very, but, very smart, like Halliday, but not yeah. withdrawn and, and right. Yeah, I don't so know. That just didn't completely socially inept. Yeah, though that Although played into Zuckerberg. that. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. I I didn't he see. He looks so. He always looks a little weird, like he's a robot talking. I haven't been watching any of that. Well, he's been appearing in front of Congress. You're yeah, talking about yeah, that and stuff. Yeah, anything else. You know, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he just always seems uh, really odd, like a person trying to think of the right things to say and mm. how to properly respond. No, my friends that were watching it said he's doing fantastic. He's mm. He must he, have had some good he, coaching. He listened to his lawyers. He listened to the lawyers, he listened to the coaches, and uh-huh. he's making the senators look foolish. Yeah, well, how times, hard could that be? Well, is, no, not yeah. very hard, yeah. <laughs> Especially when they ask him, what, ho- what hotel are you staying at? Like, yeah. Well, what? they wanted what? to ascertain that he didn't want people to know that information. So I thought the senators kind of... Made a good point there. He didn't want anyone to know information about him. Like right now, was kind of the point. But no, you're right. He it is going, you know, both oh, ways. Oh, for sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Do you tell us where you're staying? And he was like, No. He goes, Well, you don't want people to know that, do you? Oh. Yeah. oh okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But, um, yeah. 
but yeah, no, it is. It hasn't been interesting for sure. And yeah, some of them senators, yeah, needed some work or don't understand the way things work. It says value went up three billion, the, yeah, three the, million. The, right, <laughs> the stock really? went, stock went the, way up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that is hilarious. Maybe that's what it's not all a, about. Not as he didn't make as much money as like finding it, finding an Easter egg. Yeah, <laughs> right. But he had a good week. And, yeah, I guess. And Jeff, here's your great dialogue at the end. Wade meets Samantha, who's Artemis. We formally haven't been introduced, she said. I'm Samantha. Hello, Samantha. I'm Wade. Nice to finally meet you in person, Wade. She patted the bench beside her, and I sat down. After a long silence, she said, You're so sitting what? on my hand. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So what happens now? I smiled. We're going to use all the moolah. We just wanted to feed everyone on the planet. Oh, yeah. We're going to make the world a better place, right? Moolah. She grinned. Don't you want to build a huge interstellar spaceship full of video games, junk food, and couches and get the hell out of here? I'm up for that, too, I said, if it means I get to spend the rest of my life with you. She gave me a shy smile. We'll have to see, she said. We just met, you know. I'm in love with you. Her lower lip trembled. You're sure about that? (laughs) Yes, I am, because it's true. (laughs) She smiled at me. I saw she was crying. I I don't know. Yeah, not the strongest uh, scene in the book, in my opinion. So you're but, thinking uh, Ernest Klein is probably a little awkward with uh, women? Women, I don't know. People. Uh, again, Possibly. I, I think the question is we mentioned earlier: Is he trying to write it? It is his first book, mm. right? It's his yes, first book. First book. He's trying to write it as a seventeen-year-old yeah. narrator. Yeah. In yeah. Which case, yeah. then it can, more can be forgiven. Would yeah. Holden Not Caulfield like write like that? Which one? Would Holden Caulfield uh, write like that? Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know who that is. Catcher in the Rye. Oh, I read that book. Well, of course. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot, of course you did. I just forgot Everyone the author. Did. No, I, I didn't read it in high school. I read it. No, he's my, the narrator. He's the kid. Oh, he's the kid. Oh, he's yes. the character. He's the character. Yeah, that book was pretty good, and I I knew going I've actually about midway that what was up with him. Mm. You know, I started to suspect early. My kids did not when they were they were reading it. I'm reading it with them. I'm like, so what do you think about him? And they're like, well, I don't know. Something's a little weird. I'm like. <laughs> a lot weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I just made a couple other little notations here. I thought this was kind of strange that in the year 2045, um, H, who who turns out to be a young African-American woman. Oh, yes. Talks about her life and says that her mother, when her mother found out that she was gay, she kind of disowned her and threw her out oh, of the house. you're right. By that mm. time... And I thought, in 2045, is that really how things mm. go? And... Things change so quickly on it already. Yeah. But you still have... Yes, right. Just in the last 10 years. Oh, and we've talked about this quick. before, how yeah. how our moral and social sensitivities are much different than they were. And sometimes I'll, I'll watch an old movie, like an 80s movie. Oh, yeah. It's like... like um, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> well, like I was thinking more like uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Nick oh. Nolte. Oh, yeah, okay. Things make you uh, Forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. <clears throat> Hard to watch. You wince a yeah. little bit. What the, yeah. the way they treat women and the way they oh, talk gosh, and yeah. stuff. I it's mean, crazy. it's just really yeah. yeah even uh, songs like uh, you know, there ain't nothing like a dame, nothing in the world, <laughs> and you know the shape they're always doing the hourglass. Yeah. Which, which I kind of think is great because I love dames too. Yeah, but you know, in a way, those very sexist toward the women in those movies. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 
which I don't think was really real in those days. Those women are real people. My mother had her own personality and characteristics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so that that's very true. And things changing so fast, Jeff. I, I was hearing a guy today on the radio talking about the economic cycle. And when it gets bad, you know, you do see this rise in fascism. And, mm, yeah. And he traced it through several cycles, even the, what was it, the 70s or something. And But he also said Obama's mistake, or however you phrased it, may have been pushing the social change agenda. At the time, we were coming out of a, mm-hmm. for all practical purposes, the nearest thing to the second Great Depression right, we've ever lived right. through. Mm-hmm. And that combination... Mm. You know, helped really push people toward an extremist position of electing a possible Bernie Sanders socialist candidate or a a Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. I won't say fascist, but um, you, when you open your campaign with those comments about people of Mexican yeah. descent, it's not the most best part of American society and history. No. Um, so yeah, or, or socialists again. Sanders is doing very, very well out there. Um, people looking for radical change. Yes, we're waiting for you. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just back on this H and her story. Okay. Uh, and where it says that her mother lied about her daughter's race and gender on the school application when they, she was applying to school online. Oh, because it's virtual. Yeah. And H was required to provide a photo for her school profile, so she submitted a photorealistic rendering of her male avatar's face, Hmm. which she had modeled after her own features. And I thought, it's really that easy? First of all, why would a school even care about your gender? A virtual school, should a virtual school care about your gender? Should they make a virtual school's Hmm. gender, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gender agnostic, gender neutral. Neutral, yeah. There's gender another neutral. Yeah, yeah, gender, gender neutral, um, basically. Yeah. Have, uh, um, yeah, I don't see gender at all anymore. I've reached that place in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, it's true. I keep patting guys on the butt and they keep getting mad at me. <laughs> I, don't, I can't tell they're guys. And you know, you guys know who you are <laughs> teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I was shocked. I was a little shocked about, um, because I, f- I felt in a lot of ways that the book takes place in our current day, not in 2045. Yeah. Because the a lot of these social things and a lot of the talk and stuff was more, Hasn't it's more progressed now. Hasn't progressed at all. So I really didn't feel like it was very forward thinking as far as the future goes. But mm. uh, again, yeah, his first book, and it moved quickly. And the Huffington Post called it delightful. So in who's, some ways, who, who am I going to argue you? with? Yeah. 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 Boing Boing said it's a rollicking, surprise-laden, pot-boiling thriller adventure story. Well, that's Boing Boing. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> NPR said ridiculously fun and large-hearted. Klein is a rare writer who can translate his own dorky enthusiasms into prose that's hilarious and compassionate. Did you think it was hilarious and compassionate? I can hear your hands. A bit. Oh. A bit. A bit, hilarious yeah. and compassionate, yeah. but not that. I was very glad to read it and uh, moved quickly, and I like I enjoy overall. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and movie, just a fun story. Yeah, so let's get back to the you movie. Recommending um, it, anybody? Yeah, and Mike, did you what did you think of the movie compared to the book? Well, I thought that I when I first realized that the 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 game was going to be so different with the you know the race instead of 
playing the game and doing the flick sync and all that. I, I, I thought, oh no, and that. But then, he, of course, Spielberg uh, can can make uh, things happen on the screen that are really fun and <laughs> yeah. you know, fun and interesting and and wow, <laughs> did that really happen? You know, so so I realized then that that's that's what they had to do to make it a movie was to to change the um, sort of uh, gaming um, sort of elements uh, and nostalgia elements into visual coolness. <laughs> and maybe to appeal to a bigger audience or to not leave a lot of people confused about what was going on. Right. Making all these obscure references. Right. They really yeah. had to, you know, dumb down the game. Yeah. Which which was a big part of the book for me, you know, was, was playing the game, the game. and, the, and yeah. the nostalgia part of the how that fit into the the rules of the game so yeah so yeah that part of the movie again initially kind of i was disappointed but then i realized okay that's okay and so then in the end the top level sort of um idea that uh the reality is going to be better but you know we are going to work together in this virtual world to defeat the bad you know that all played together in the in the movie i think in the same way as it did in the book even though a lot of the details were different yeah yeah Right. Did Daisho get killed in the movie? No. No. No, they all, none of them, did, no. None of the good guys But died. did Daisho come back in the book at the end? No, okay. he no. was, he was really dead. dead. He was, he, no, he was really dead. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, so that brings up a question that I really had. I was confused at the end because, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, uh, Wade asks Holiday, Holiday's... Holiday, yeah. Holiday's um, avatar. Avatar. He says, are you really dead? And oh, the yeah, avatar yeah, yeah. says no. Yeah, no idea. He yeah. said no. Yeah, he said no. No. So is this sure real? He no? so, yeah, he said no. Yeah. So, so is this real? Or I don't know what else. There was a little more dialogue. Yeah, yeah there was a little more dialogue there. It left well, you thinking: Is he a spirit? Is he right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was yeah that was sort of um, two thousand one ish. Yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. Mysterious. Yeah. Ending. Uh, and he didn't look, and his avatar, at that point, you know. You would sort of think it would be an avatar, but it, he looked like a person, whereas did, Wade yes. still looked like the avatar. Yeah, that's true. So even you know, so Halliday and, and even the young Halliday looked like just regular people, which yeah. was a little bit, yeah, kind of just just one of those two thousand one things, yeah. you know, like oh, something to talk about and mysterious, and or maybe they're setting up the sequel where he uh, he does come back, and that could be. <laughs> I have to ask Steve when I talk to him next. Maybe he had himself. Frozen cyrogenetically, is that the word? Uh, cryogenically, cryo, yeah, yeah, cryo. yeah, could be. Dave, what did you? How'd you compare the two? Would you, which did you? Yeah, like? disappointed in the changes, but Mike helps me understand why they were necessary. Because yeah, it would not have been exciting to watch him play Joust as much as my sister and I spent hours doing that game. <laughs> That's right. It, you're right. You're right. Um, and so I guess so, but I'm not sure how much I'd recommend the film just to anybody anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. depending on the audience, I suppose. What did you think of the the rather long uh, sequence with relating to The Shining? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, of all the things that they yeah. picked to elaborate in the movie and flush out, they picked some scenes from The Shining, which I thought was not in the book at all. Not in the book at all, was it? Yeah, no. that should have been a D and D thing. 
Yeah, yeah. there should have been. Yeah, totally. That, yeah. I'm just mad they took D&D out of it. Again, <laughs> right. That could have been a help promotion for the game. So Wizards of the Coast is probably upset, too. Well, yeah. Maybe they yeah, charge well, too much for the references. And right. Stephen that, King. I'm sure that had a lot to do with which references ended up in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could be right. Yeah. yeah. And I thought... Um, I liked the movie. Actually, halfway through the movie, I looked at my watch and I thought, "I'm a, I'm kind of bored," and but I thought the the second half of the movie was better. Yeah, for me, I thought it was yeah. pretty exciting. The last battle scene was yep. was really well, exciting with yeah. the Iron Giant and yeah. I thought that I kind of had a similar feeling because he had to he had to spend a lot of time setting it up. If you didn't read the book. How do you understand this virtual world and the game yeah. and you know and, and the the stacks and you know he he had to spend a lot and I I noticed that right away the dialogue in the beginning was like very 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 over and over again Wade would say the same things about the virtual world and here's where people spend their time you know, oh, it just okay. seemed like yeah. yeah they're pounding this home and in the, so the people wouldn't be so con- too confused right yeah and in the book yeah. you had all these different planets to visit. That were yeah. different planets based on things like yeah, movies. Yeah, that didn't and, come out at all. No, that yeah. wasn't in the movie, there at yeah. all. And that was yeah. a neat idea, too. You could go visit a, a world, a Tolkien's world, mm-hmm. or you can go to yeah. Oz. Yeah. Walk around with the munchkins and the... Right, right. Uh, help me with this part now, in because I don't remember in the book or the movie, how does the... When you put on the goggle, does it retina scan you so it knows who you are? How do you log in? When Parseval logs in... Did he just like type in his scan. username and password? Seemed like a retinal scan, didn't it? Because yeah, you you're, you're only allowed to have one avatar yeah. in the Oasis, yeah. right? Yeah. So, okay. So if that's the case, then there was that scene in the movie where all of the Sixers, the, their avatars were being killed. Uh-huh. So they were knocked out of their 3D haptic suits. Yeah. And they quickly ran over to other rigs and suited up. Or put a new guy in their rig, yeah. Well, yeah. they they after a guy got killed, he had to get up and run to a different rig and suit up over there. And I got confused about that because oh, yeah. why was he running over there to suit up? Why couldn't yeah. he suit up over here? And I thought someone else was coming into his old suit when he was killed. But you're right, that wasn't correct because yeah. he wasn't really killed. It was so, the Avatar. Kind of a small thing, but yeah. And yeah, then that the was, giant was cool though. And what I was thinking about the giant, I think I just answered my own question. The Iron Giant seemed like it was being built in real reality. And then it appeared in the virtual world. It was being built in, in a H's, virtual world. H's in the virtual garage. World. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, H's garage. Okay, that's yeah. what I H's workshop. just figured out. But when I was watching it, I didn't get that. I forgot that part. Makes me want to watch <laughs> Iron Giant again because I, yeah. I don't really remember Is that the name it of a movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. it's a, oh, it's I a very classic movie. I just saw it a couple years ago, very movie. gentle. Yeah. Be- really? A beautiful, well-respected film. Oh, okay. Very yeah. well-respected. Okay. have to see that. Yeah. So what's up next? Well, Dave, it's your turn to choose for we're, our next episode. We're going to go back to the Robert E. Howard books we were talking about. Tower of the Elephant. Do you guys have the same book or you have to find them? No, that's in the library. So Scarlet Conan. Citadel. Okay. Conan. And let's try to plow through a third. The Queen of the Black Coast. All right. Classic. Those three. Mm-hmm. And the film will be the Conan the Destroyer with Schwarzenegger number two. So Conan number two, okay. Maybe kind of trying to still go in order. Yeah, okay. But we had more hits on the Conan stuff. Maybe we'll see if that attracts more 
listeners or not, but and I am just a huge fan. We'll get lots of hits on this show, I'm sure, and maybe people will put out a hit on us after listening to it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if you don't cut out some of those yeah. lines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any other uh, closing comments on Ready Player One? Nope. Good, good nope. suggestion, Mike. Yeah. We'll yep. Before we sign off, I thought I'd add some comments that I recorded from my 8th grade students about Ready Player One, book and film. So, talk. What was the difference? Tell, tell me about the movie. Go. Okay, so, so the movie is like very different from the book. And pretty much what I found most annoying about it was that to get the first key, he didn't have to go into the, the labyrinth. He just had to like drive backwards. It, it, it's not fun. I would have liked the movie to be more like the book. Did you see both the book? Did you read the book and see the movie? Yeah. Oh, well, Claire, talk. What do you, you just got to tell us? What do you think about the, comparing the two? It was really different. Yeah. Like, um, the first two keys were, like, the first two keys were, like, <laughs> it was really different. And then, um, I also found that how he got the extra life was different because in the movie he got it from the curator, but in the book he got it from the back of the game. So which did you like better, lads? Uh, the book, definitely. The book? Yeah. That's two votes for the book, people. Um, so, I'm gonna... Okay, so one of the differences, like one of the first ones that I noticed was that, um, the, his reaction to finding out that his aunt and the rest of the staff was going to be blown up was very different. In the book, he stayed where he was to, like, try, to try and keep himself safe. But in the movie, he started running right away to warn his aunt and everyone living in the stacks. And the like quest sort of things that he had to do to get the keys and like get into the gates were different. Like The Shining wasn't in the book at all. And... Um, I know there were a lot of differences, but I can't remember a lot of ways to get the keys. Yeah, were also and like I don't, I don't even know that there weren't that many quests like to get the to the gates because like in the book he had to like get he had to do a quest to get to the key and then he had to do a quest to get through the gate to get to the to the clue to the next key and there were like three quests I think. Yeah, they were shorter. The yeah, fewer. And overall, overall, I like the book better. Okay, third vote for the book people from my <laughs> students. Thanks. Thanks right. for thanks for that listening, everybody. Thanks, right, everybody. Thank Hope you'll join us again next time. And until then, bye. Read books, Read, watch yeah. movies. Yeah. Bye bye. Spine and sprocket.